Hello, and welcome to Ghoul Gals, the podcast that brings you the possibly true stories of weird little creatures and unearthly happenings. Each episode revolves around a different theme, so play a game with us and try to guess that theme before the end of the episode. You can help to keep the podcast going by supporting us on Patreon. I'm Cassandra. And I'm Julie. And And here here we go. Hi. Hi. Welcome back. It's been a minute. Yeah, that's true. So last time... Mm-hmm. We kind of left you hanging, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, with the topic. Yeah. So yeah. we're going to reveal it today. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Exciting. We had to uh, look it up to remember what it was. We did. That's how long ago it was. So uh, sorry. Um, Blame Christmas. <laughs> yeah. The holidays. <laughs> That's the holidays. We just stopped in October. <laughs> <laughs> Our holidays are different than other people's holidays. <laughs> Uh, we got a couple of guesses. Uh-huh. And one was pretty close. Really? Yeah. No one got it right. Not, uh, Not close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's exciting. What was the close one? Uh, scrying. Oh, that yeah. is very close. It is very close, which, um, so in case you didn't hear the last one, mm-hmm. it was um, mediums and fortune telling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so scrying, I thought I would just like look it up to, to read out exactly what it is in case somebody doesn't know. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and so scrying, also referred to as seeing or peeping. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no is right. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah, uh, it's a practice rooted in divination and fortune telling. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, it was almost too specific. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So, which we are wont to do. It's true. It's true. (laughs) I would, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's it. That's it. I would say this listener knows what they're talking about. Yes. When it comes to our, um, practices it's true it's true (laughs) um but yeah we have some new stuff today yeah yeah oh i read something today during mine which has nothing to do with what um what i'm saying (laughs) in my my (laughs) where (laughs) what day we're like a well-oiled machine (laughs) We're just hopping on, super casual. Um, so what What it is, which Cassandra didn't know about this either. And no. I didn't look into it any further, so I don't know if this is actually a good thing to talk about. I realize. But um, there is such a thing mm-hmm. as a national directory of haunted places for the U.S. That's so annoying. And cool, and cool but right. like... What the fuck? Like, where has that been? I know. Our entire lives. I'm like thinking of all the states I've been to and I'm like, I never looked up anything in the National Directory of Haunted Places. So there's probably so many haunted places that I missed out on. I know. Yeah. Do they deliver it door to door like the yellow pages? (laughs) Oh my gosh. I would (laughs) love it. I'm going to do a quick, I'm going to do a quick search. Good idea. So there's a National Directory of Haunted Places that's a book that you can buy on Amazon that mm. came out in 2002. 2002? Right. I was 12 years old. <laughs> K- 
can that truly be up to date? I mean, I guess no. How many more haunted things could have happened? Infinite. So many. Infinite. It's number. been twenty. <laughs> this is two. Only, this is so twenty-two s- years. An entire someone's entire lifetime. At <laughs> <laughs> first, I couldn't tell what you were trying to do. I was trying Tw- to do 20, math. Twenty. Twenty-two. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Um, so I'm reading the little description. It says, in almost every town in America, there are places where strange things happen. Sure. I whatever. Would, I would call that actually every town in America. Right? Yeah. Not almost. Every. Yeah. Uh, so this, the perfect companion to the International Directory of Haunted Places. Oh, This revised shit. and updated edition of Haunted Places is both a fascinating and unusual travel guide. So... Can you still buy it, or yeah. is it like $45? Are, are there new versions coming up? It is... Who published it? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, because it's just like Amazon. Oh, so someone published it on oh, Amazon? Oh, Penguin Books! Oh! Look at that. Wait, okay, never mind. Yeah, that's interesting. Huh. Okay, but, but I... have they released a more recent version? Hmm. Because... Hmm. Shit has changed since 2002. Yeah. Oh, you can get it for your Kindle for fifteen ninety nine. That's too damn much for a Kindle book. Sorry. <laughs> every, Kindle, every Kindle book You're should be $3 or less. <laughs> it's true. Um, paper- or I borrow it from the library. Like, exactly. <laughs> uh, paperback, eighteen ninety seven. What? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Are there more That's still too much. updated versions? I don't it know. It should what- have... I'll have to do if more you research. Scroll down on Amazon. It should have oh. the details of the book, like the mm-hmm. ISBN number. Mm-hmm. Um, does it have a like other editions part or like uh, publisher language paperback ISBN ISBN thirteen weight dimensions booksellers rank <laughs> customer reviews. It has the weight, but it doesn't have like one point four five pounds. That seems like yes. too much. Is that a normal <laughs> for a amount for a book? I, it seems like it'd be a big. It feels book. heavy, yeah, in my hands. Even though I have nothing in my hands, <laughs> although I'm very bad at like distance and measurements <laughs> and weight of stuff. You're like the opposite of that person that can guess a person's weight and yeah the carny yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. like you show up and just (laughs) yeah i'd be like a hundred pounds (laughs) (laughs) i don't know um yeah no i don't i don't know i'll have to do more research but that's very interesting so it's just like very interesting not necessarily like a directory i don't know i'll have to do more research for sure uh so yeah wild yeah that exists. Got to look into it. I feel a little better knowing that it was published in 2002. Yeah. So that's probably why we don't know about it. Yeah. Because most of our sources... <laughs> it was a weird year for us. <laughs> most of our sources, though, are online. Yeah. Um. Huh. I mean, I always check, like, Atlas Obscura anytime I'm traveling somewhere, because usually oh, yeah. they talk about, like haunted things but i've never looked in depth at a specifically haunted i looked at atlas obscura when i was researching this episode what yeah it didn't help but (laughs) i did (laughs) i went there hoping that it would yeah wild yeah so speaking of this episode Uh uh-huh um here we are doing this episode (laughs) we are (laughs) um okay so i'm just gonna go into it okay So just outside of the Roan Mountain State Park, which is in eastern Tennessee, Mm. 
Um, there is a small community called Shell Creek. Cute. Which is very cute. Uh-huh. Um, they're... Their most famous still standing landmark is a schoolhouse that was built in 1911. Oh. Um, and is no longer functioning. That's not that exciting. No, no offense. it's not. It's not like Shell Creek wouldn't even be considered a town. It's really just like a community. So by 1916, they had 11 houses, mm. one school, mm. the aforementioned school. Uh, two churches, which seems like one too many for such a small town, for but I guess if you got houses? like Catholic and Protestant, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, a post office, okay. three general stores, which also seems like too many, yeah, wow, um, and a train depot. Huh. Yeah, good for them. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> so, from what I could find in a pretty brief online search, this seems to be when the town was experiencing a bit of a boom. Oh, <laughs> that's the oh. boom. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yikes. Um, the school, train depot, and post office have since closed. No. Um, and it's one of those places that, like, you, you could call it different names and you'd still be talking about the same place. Like, you could call it Shell Creek or you could call it, oop, or you could call it. Carter County, or you could call it Roan Mountain, and it would all be the same general area. So we're talking middle of nothing. I couldn't even find um, like census data <laughs> for this place. Oh so yeah, it's very very small. But I didn't come here to talk about a schoolhouse. <laughs> oh, if you can not even it. a haunted little schoolhouse. No, unfortunately, <laughs> no. <laughs> we are going to stay nestled in the arms of Shell Creek for a little bit. But we're also going back in time another entire century to 1806. Oh, wow. When a pair of brothers, Eli and Jacob Odom, came to Shell Creek to make chairs. Aww. Yeah. The brothers traded their chairs for sugar, salt, meat, and coffee, and became famous for their sturdy chairs. (laughs) Good for them. Yeah. They, they were... made an honest living in a <laughs> time of, of thievery and backhandedness. <laughs> um, so by the 1840s, the Odom brothers' chairs were being carried down the mountain and taken into stores where they were sold for cash money. Ooh. Yeah. Cash not, money. Not just coffee and meat anymore. <laughs> Moving on up. <laughs> Some hard cash. <laughs> Um, so these great fucking chairs made, (laughs) (laughs) they even made it into the finer homes of Chattanooga, which was over 200 miles away, which must have felt like something, which must have (laughs) felt- Like a different country. Yeah. 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 Even though it definitely wasn't. (laughs) Um, and then resort hotels also lined their long front porches with these Shell Creek chairs. Oh, my god! Just gosh. like um, Cracker Barrel. That's so cute. <laughs> One of the Odom brothers' chairs ended up in the home of a nameless woman mm-hmm. um, who lived in a cabin high above the Hiawassee River near Charleston, Tennessee. Um, and this woman was killed by her neighbors what for why for her really nice chair yes no no (laughs) so excited (laughs) this woman was according to legend 
a vampire. <gasps> what? A Tennessean vampire. A Tennessean. I love Appalachian it. vampire. Where's Isn't her movie? Right? Unnamed woman? Unnamed woman. Ugh. I still don't know her name. Even by the end of this, you won't know her name. <laughs> oh. I mean, maybe I could have done more research, but... <laughs> We could always do more research. <laughs> That's the tagline of this show. We could always do more research. But we don't. <laughs> um, but I did find this story in s- several different places. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- her name was never mentioned anywhere. So they also could have done more research too, I think. <laughs> um, there don't appear to be any records of this woman Um like at all not even like what she did you know i but i i mean i guess that kind of speaks to the time right but and it speaks to the fact that she was actually a vampire right I hate she to was say really it. good at being a vampire yeah mm-hmm. she was under the radar big time yeah wow under the radar high in the mountains <laughs> um i love that that should be like the movie name for this story <laughs> Under the radar, high in the mountains. It does have the ring of like an eighties action movie. It does to it, you know, with like one of the trailers that had the voiceover still. Do you yes. remember when trailers did that? Oh my gosh, in a world. <laughs> so I don't have any records of this woman, and you may be saying to yourself, Cassandra, you're better than this. <laughs> Is this baseless story really the best you could come up with this week? <laughs> And the answer to that is yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But there is one piece of evidence that all of this stems from that I find really compelling, um, despite the fact that I don't know shit about this lady. (laughs) And that is um, the corpse. (gasps) A corpse. (laughs) So, okay. So here we are again in... 1917. Okay. And a county crew was widening the upper road on the river bluff just outside of Charleston. Hmm. Not far from Ustanala Creek, they unearthed the body of an adult woman who'd been buried there long before, right in the middle of the road, Uh. petrified by the high level of minerals in the groundwater there. What? And also petrified was the wooden stake... That had been driven through her heart. No. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, right? <laughs> the piece of wood through the dust-dry heart of the mummified corpse of Bradley County's Lady Vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't write that sentence. <laughs> Wasn't any old piece of wood. Mm-hmm. It was a post, a bottom leg support, from one of the chairs that had been in the woman's cabin on the ridge. The chair had been crafted by brothers Eli and Jacob Odom from Shell Creek. What? So they were able to identify this piece of chair, which is amazing to me. Because you couldn't do that now. Yeah. Oh, Well, first of all, you couldn't kill anyone. (laughs) Like, can you imagine killing someone with an Ikea chair leg? No. It would break you know it wouldn't work they would get up off the ground and laugh at you yeah yeah like you thought you could kill me (laughs) with a blur blad (laughs) (laughs) not today (laughs) stab someone with one of the the allen wrenches through my fingers (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. Okay. Soon after her murder and burial, the woman's furniture and other worthwhile belongings were carried from her home by those who desired them. Mm. And then the house fell to ruin because no one wanted to live there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I also hate to say all of these things are really pointing towards vampire. Yeah. She had no family that like wanted her stuff. No family to talk about. No name. Her body was petrified, mm-hmm. like it, for some she weird was, reason. She was you know? buried in the middle of a road, yeah, uh, which would obviously be unsanctified ground. Mm. Like they would not bury her in a churchyard. No, yeah. Ooh, I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't shove a stake through her heart, but no. I would also still think she was a vampire. Yeah, I wouldn't murder her. No, definitely not. But I would be scared of her. <laughs> sure, why not? I mean, it's like, you know, the or, witch at the end of the street kind of thing. Yeah. You know, it's a vampire. Yeah, the witch the on top of the cliff. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so no one wanted to live in her house. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not, like, the all of it. That's not the whole weirdness of this story. It gets even stranger. Wild. <laughs> It's already very strange. I know. So legend says the chair sits as comfortably as any. What? Which I don't believe because it was made in like the 1800s. Wait, still even with one leg gone? They replaced the the leg. (laughs) I was like, there's no way you could perch on this three-legged chair and be like, it's it's as comfortable as any chair. Uh Well, maybe back then because I feel like they weren't very comfortable, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um. So the chair had a finely woven seat of hickory splits, which I don't know what that means. <laughs> hickory um, splits? Right. So the it's all nice and comfy, um, but only for a little bit. Mm. And not just because it gets uncomfortable the longer you sit there. Uh-huh. The person sitting in the chair is held there <gasps> against their will by some invisible force. What? So you're like straining to get up. You can't get up. You're held there until... A scratch appears on a forearm or maybe a bare leg. (laughs) Maybe. And blood drips to the floor. Oh, my God. Only after blood stains the floor or the ground under the chair is the occupant able to move from the chair. Um, what? Yeah. So you had to bleed so much? Mm -hmm. Yikes. Mm -hmm. It wasn't long until the Odom chair... It's post expertly replaced. Mm, there we go. Found its way into a prompt series of trades among <laughs> the citizens of Bradley County. Fair enough. If I had one of those, I'd want to get rid of it pretty quick. Exactly. Surprisingly, no one wanted to keep it. <laughs> um, after a few years, it ended up at one of the hotels, left on the hotel's porch at the end of a line <laughs> of similarly made chairs. So someone just like snuck in and put it there and then left. <laughs> Which is funny. Love that. Um, and though, okay, so it may be some people's first instinct to destroy something like this, but not you, I noticed. Oh, no, I would never. <laughs> not me either. I mean, I wouldn't want to keep it, but I wouldn't no, want to destroy it. Absolutely not. No. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> this is why it was passed along rather than someone chopping it to bits or using it for firewood or mm. throwing it in the trash. <laughs> um, because people were too afraid of being cursed themselves or like something worse happening than just like a scratch on your leg and bleeding to the floor yeah 
So, Yikes. So that's why it never got destroyed. And it still, apparently, (laughs) haunts eastern Tennessee today. What? (laughs) Reports have placed it in any number of antique stores over the years. Oh. Um, Others have sworn it was once on the creaky front porch of a bed and breakfast in Gatlinburg. (laughs) Um, Others have sworn it was on the college campus at Tusculum, which I don't know what that is. Mm. Um, And someone else said it was at a garage sale in Kingsport. (laughs) Uh, truth is, the vampire chair of East Tennessee could turn up just about anywhere. I hate that. Yeah. The hope remains that it doesn't turn up perched under you. Eek! So I would think twice before you sit down in a chair on Cracker Barrel's front porch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I mean, I guess you wouldn't you wouldn't know where the real chair is until you sit down in it. Until you get scratched. Bleed. Yeah. Yikes. It's not, it's so funny because it's not like, I mean, it would hurt, but it's not like a, a, a major inconvenience even. It's just annoying. <laughs> it, like, you know, I'm sure I've gotten scratches from my cats worse than that. Yeah. And who knows? Like, yeah, you could sit down in it and then the scratches from one of those hickory splits and then you're like, this isn't haunted. I'm just unlucky. You right. know? Uh-huh. Huh. You never know. Yeah. Um, but speaking of hickory splits, <laughs> um, I so I got most of this from a website called something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what it was called. It was called like Last Last Something Press, and it's this this company um, started by two dudes that reprints books on like woodworking, like old 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 books on woodworking, and like like hand binds them and like it's so fascinating yeah because i this this they they posted this story in one of their blogs and it was related to like a book they had on oh god i can't remember the kind of chair it was but it's just you know like a basic ass chair (laughs) (laughs) and it was so weird but then so like in the comment section, which ha- it had way more comments than I would have expected. Yeah. There's um, a few of them are like, oh, my gosh, this gave me shivers. Mm-hmm. And then but most of them are like talking about how to make chairs or like <laughs> <laughs> like they posted a picture of, of a lady woodworking and someone was like, actually, the lady in that photo is doing this in- instead of this, which you wrote in the caption. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stop. A lot of people who have a lot of time on their hands mm-hmm. and a lot of knowledge Very about making chairs. Very passionate about chairs. Yeah. Which is cool because I don't know shit. <laughs> right. Chairs a chair for yeah. me. Yeah. But, oh, that's so funny. Yeah. That's cute that they made a little bo- blog post about yeah. spooky things. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to um, post the link. Well, it, it's one of my sources, but also I'm going to post it in the description the episode description so people can go look at it and maybe buy something yeah yeah who wouldn't want a nice little book they have books they have other things too like um they had a a a tool for like dovetailing Ooh, mm -hmm. yeah that's very cool yeah if i had any extra money or (laughs) extra space or Mm -hmm. you know whatever i wouldn't mind learning woodworking oh my gosh me too no yeah that'd be cool yeah I see furniture all the time at like estate sales and thrift stores, and I'm like, I could redo that, and then I just <laughs> then you do don't. not. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah. But maybe one day. Maybe. My grandma was a woodworker. Oh, really? And so we, like, she taught me some stuff. I made, like, um, I made the little wooden gate out um, at the at the back fence. Of you my, did? Yeah, oh with my, my grandma. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. That's so cute. I yeah. didn't know that. And then we made, like, um, a little, like, armoire carrying case and, like, uh, chairs and benches from my American Girl dolls. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah, it's so um, cool. Yeah, it was really fun. I liked it a lot, and a lot of it was made out of the wood from where they built their cottage because they oh, had to uh-huh. like cut down some cedar trees, so they use a cedar to do things. They made a sign actually out of the. I love this so much. <laughs> she made a sign that said "Cedar Heaven" on it, and that was what they named their cottage. But oh. <laughs> she made it out of the cedar that they killed to like build a garage. <laughs> which I thought was so great cedar heaven can you imagine no like it, like human heaven and then made of like bones or something and being like yikes i love that mm-hmm. i know oh my gosh it's morbid. so cool yeah i love that story i yeah. love isn't it so strange and cool yeah a vampire lady uh-huh. I wanted, and yeah. a vampire chair yeah <laughs> the chair even it's trying to slurp up that blood mm-hmm. yeah that's cool yeah I like it keeps it. you guessing it's nice and short keeps mm-hmm. you guessing mm-hmm. i believe it <laughs> <laughs> me too which is always good uh-huh. um so like all of these now that we're like not necessarily saying what the topic is mm-hmm. um up front uh-huh. i feel like there are weird similarities with mine nice um it, that always happens it does just we- weird stuff too like weirdly yeah. specific things and it's so it's so strange because i was thinking as i was researching because like you told me what you were gonna do mm-hmm. uh which we always well i didn't tell you what i was gonna do but <laughs> as long as one of us tells one of us yeah. what we're gonna do just to make sure we don't do the same thing mm-hmm um you told me and then as i was researching it didn't come across at all really it didn't show up anywhere wild yeah same with yours i heard nothing about it so that's so strange it's i guess we search differently like just differently enough that we don't see it for the most part wild yeah or maybe we're like something's catching your attention that i was like fuck that (laughs) (laughs) nope Or vice versa. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, in the deep, deep wilds of Philadelphia. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) I just started. (laughs) I've been rewatching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia for like a couple weeks now and so it's constantly on my mind so perfect i'm gonna picture that world now oh my gosh yes okay when i describe the family it's actually them oh my god (laughs) yay all right so in the deep deep wilds of philadelphia sits a 32 room estate holy shit called balleroy mansion that sounds like a name from like a fantasy book or something you know like yeah that's a good one. Yeah. It sounds yeah. like uh, there were a couple sentences that I read or wrote or whatever. And I was like, ooh, this sounds like a sentence out of like a scary little novel. Yeah. 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 It's fun. Okay. Uh, so located in the historic and affluent neighborhood of Chestnut Hill on 
Mermaid Lane. <laughs> Way too cute. Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. Um, some call Balleroy the most haunted home in America, which like... How many times have we heard that? If I had a nickel for every home that said that they were the most haunted, I'd have I at wouldn't least... be doing this. <laughs> Actually, no, I'd be doing this more often. Yeah, probably. you'd have like a handful of nickels at the most. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> then I would have already spent those nickels. Where? <laughs> like Something 25 stupid. cents. Like a yo-yo. A yo-yo for 25 cents, yeah. please. Yeah, please. Excuse me. It's <laughs> not, the not year 1961. I love when they say it's the most haunted house in America, and yet I'm like, ah, well, I've never heard of it. <laughs> right. I'll believe it never. I was going to say I'll believe it when I see it, but that doesn't make any sense. So. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, are we ready? All right. Uh, sorry, I keep... Whew, okay. <laughs> Built in 1911. Ooh! <laughs> I mentioned that year also. Yeah. That's fun. Isn't that fun? Yeah. Uh, the first owner was a well-off carpenter who... And I read this That's nowhere else. weird also. It is very weird. Yeah. Yeah. Carpenter. Uh-huh. Um, apparently, he was rumored to have murdered his wife inside the home. But never mentioned again so i don't know wait so that's not why that's it's one haunted. of those things that i don't think so oh based on other evidence i i'm not sure she's even hanging around an unrelated murder, murder? yeah wow mm-hmm. well good for her for not hanging around right. <laughs> yeah right for finding some peace somehow yeah um so in 1925 so not that much longer after mm-hmm. the property was purchased by the easby family Uh, They moved in Henrietta Easby. She was the wife and mother of this family. Uh, Her extensive collection of antique furniture, paintings, and silver, which included... (laughs) Get ready for this. This is what... Look, as soon as I started reading this, I'm like, this is why this house is haunted. (laughs) Uh, So (laughs) her collection included a clock made for Marie Antoinette, a chair belonging to Napoleon... Uh, government town. Uh, I'm sorry, government. <laughs> Gov- it's a GOV period. That's why I read it as government. <laughs> government. What a fo- government. <laughs> um, like I'm saying it like you should be outraged. But right, anyway, right. Uh, Governor Thomas Mifflin. I don't know who that is. His dining chairs, silver flatware used by signers of the Declaration of Independence. Jesus. Place, I saw the, the like there was stuff from four different people. That signed the Declaration of Independence. It's insane. And in a poem written by Benjamin Franklin to his mother. Which uh, is weird. It's gross. I that don't know what was weird in the poem, gross. but maybe it was something cute. Maybe it was like a limerick. I doubt it. Well, limerick is... Isn't that... I don't like it. Because <laughs> I, I already reacted like, ugh, to a poem written by Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> that fucking weirdo. Weirdo. But written to his mom? Weirder. Yeah. Uh, Which kind of just fits his. Oh, yeah. I'm not surprised by it. Yeah. But I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) So this collection also included, not necessarily owned by anyone famous, but um, a haunted Chippendale cupboard, a haunted clock, 
What? And a cursed chair. Oh. And they they even had what would uh, eventually be known as a haunted fountain in their yard. How? Okay, so right. this was on purpose or? I mean, she liked antique things and I think some antique things just happened to be haunted. That's a shitload of haunted stuff. <laughs> right? Wow. I mean, I guess if you... What year is this? I'm find sorry. Enough. So this is 1925 when oh, they moved God. in. What but... a haunted time as it is. <laughs> right. But then they have these like hundreds of year old right. pieces coming in. Wow. Just ready to like mingle. Ugh. So let's uh, let's talk about this fountain. Because how the hell... How the hell can a fountain be haunted? Yeah. That's so, a good question. So one of the Easby children, George, was unnerved immediately by this fountain. And when it, the fountain is covered in dolphin imagery, which I think fits perfectly for me because I hate dolphins. Yeah. Um, that I would, I would be off put by it as well. I yeah. would hate it. And I bet they're like weird looking dolphins too. Like, yeah. cause, cause this was, it would have been made before people <laughs> knew how to accurately accurately depict animals. <laughs> yes. So uh, one of the Easby children, okay, no. So George, we were saying george one of the children uh-huh. um he hated it and a year after moving in he and his brother stevie who was just five years old at the time were playing near the fountain oh. and looking at their reflections in the water george watched in horror as stevie's reflected face morphed into a skull <gasps> in the water isn't that oh, that's so, so scary? Scary, yeah. And after that, Stevie became fixated on the fountain and began to suffer from terrible headaches. Oh no! He was taken away from Belroy to stay in the home of his nanny, but spent hours every day staring at a photograph of the fountain. Don't let him have that photograph. <laughs> right? <all about. laughs> what a creepy little boy thing to do. Oh, my gosh. Especially in the 20s when all kids are creepy anyway. Right? <laughs> in 1931, uh, so this is probably five years after the incident, mm-hmm. the vision came to pass and Stevie died of a blood clot in his brain. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that horrible? Wow. So in this house, which already people were, like, getting freaked out, mm-hmm. Stevie became a ghost oh no oh no is right so a portrait of stevie once fell from the wall and landed about 15 feet away from where it was hanging the picture wire and the hook were still perfectly intact what the fuck? and to make it worse poor george from the story before uh encountered an apparition of stevie <gasps> oh. standing at the foot of his bed Oh, that's the a worst. little boy standing at the oh. mom. I threw up. <laughs> <laughs> Yuck! Yuck! That is the worst place to see a ghost. I feel like right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so after the death of Henrietta Easby in 1961, George and the Balroy staff and visitors began to experience an uptick in ghost sightings. And although George never spoke to his father about any of the ghosts, because his father was very much like no nonsense, didn't believe in any of this stuff. Uh Um, After his death, George found a note written by his father that said, the ghosts are here. Don't be afraid. (laughs) 
Who was that written to? I have no idea. To himself, maybe? I don't even know. Oh, my God. Or know. just to anyone else, Can generally? you imagine oh my finding God. something no. written by your parents that's just like, no, hell is empty and all the devils are here? <laughs> oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And it said, don't be afraid? It said, don't be afraid. That would make me so much more afraid. <laughs> right. Oh, boy. Horrible. Mm-hmm. So, um... Mansion staff, as well as the family, reported encounters from the spirits, including the spirit of little Stevie. They said that they felt watched the entire time that they were working in the house and living in the house. (laughs) One employee, David Belts, uh, was working on the grounds with a co-worker when he said, quote, I noticed a person looking out the window at me, a young kid with blonde hair. He had his hands on the sill and was looking down toward the yard. (laughs) I said to my buddy, look at that little kid. (laughs) Then it just (laughs) faded off. And my buddy said, man, that was really strange. (laughs) And apparently the worker that uh, David had been talking to never came back to the house. He was uh, a little too spooked by that. Wow. Yeah. Um, another reported spirit was Henrietta herself, uh, described as reserved and proper. So, okay, wait, no, I should, I'm sorry. I should say something. Um, so, uh, George ended up being the one that inherited the home, um, after his parents passed away. Okay. Um, and he, I would say leaned into the fact that the house was haunted, was super into it. I believe um, that. Yeah, had a bunch of mediums come to the home when like paranormal investigators were invited into the house. Very interested in all of this stuff, uh-huh. um, which would, I don't know, kind of make sense. Yeah. If you're, you know, your little brother dies I young feel like... And- it either traumatizes you yeah. to the point where you ignore it mm. or pretend it doesn't didn't happen mm-hmm. or you like you said lean into it yeah and become obsessed with it he definitely leaned in yeah so at some point paranormal investigators have communicated with henrietta on more than one occasion talking directly to her i believe it mm-hmm. i I don't know anything about her, but she seems like the type of person that would be like wanting to talk. Yeah. All the time. Like she literally collected haunted things. Like I don't know if she knew that they were haunted, but she was like into that. Yeah. She she would have been into like the status at least of, oh, look at this. This was Marie Antoinette's clock. Mm -hmm, Right. Napoleon's whatever it was, chair. (laughs) Yes. Which we'll learn more about that later actually. I mean, those are two cursed individuals, by the way. Yeah incredibly yeah (laughs) yeah okay um so other spirits dwelled alongside her including the previous owner so oh that dude probably the dude who murdered his wife correct wow um and then a mysterious elderly woman who would accost visitors with (gasps) her cane so people could feel (laughs) a cane hitting them (laughs) which i love that's it's it (laughs) it's funny but mostly because it's a mysterious, like, who is she? Oh, Where did no she knows. come from? She just, like, appeared one day. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, one of those pieces, I guess she just came with, I don't oh, know, like yeah. a desk, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Sure. So those in the home could hear knocking and footsteps and see shadow figures. 
the most famous of these apparitions, uh, meaning the most famous in his lifetime, uh, is the ghost of Thomas Jefferson. Oh, God. <laughs> Even though he never visited or lived in Belroy, obviously. Obviously. George owned several artifacts that belonged to the late president. <laughs> Isn't that wild? Wait, George, like the original builder of the house? George, who inherited oh, George, it from his parents. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Duh. He owned some stuff, too. Oh, my God. So supposedly. I mean, it doesn't say, like, what made them be like, oh, it's definitely right. old Tom, you know, Ugh. old Tommy Jefferson. He's the last person I would want to see. <laughs> right? I'm not interested. No. No. Um, da, da, da. Phantom cars have been witnessed driving up towards the home later to disappear. Uh, Why is when that you so would go scary to scary to me? Yeah, I oh know. Oh my gosh, I don't like it's mm. too modern. It's too, it is too modern. <laughs> oh. Are they like, like 1940s cars? Ooh, I don't, I, I'm sure that they're like oh, old cars. Tees. Oh my gosh, like Corolla Deville's little car. Oh my uh, a minister visited the house at one point. They were oh. having like a little tea party and was attacked with a flying <gasps> antique pot, which shot towards his head with extreme force. <laughs> Was he okay? Did he get hit? Yeah, it doesn't say. Oh I mean, my he God. got hit, I'm sure. But Who did that? Oh, my God. Right? This is like which um... ghost? There's too many ghosts in this house. It's like the show Ghosts. <laughs> exactly. Which one are you? Uh, little guys. Okay. Uh, the electricity in the home goes on and off for no discernible reason. Well, because it's old. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's probably a part of it. Um, and um, yeah, George Easby made peace with all of these happenings and entities and invited all of them to indefinitely stay on the property. Uh, or at least as long as they'd like, uh, which, yeah, he leaned, he definitely leaned yeah. into it. I mean, he didn't need to invite them to stay because they would have stayed regardless. Right. Yeah. And most of them, most of the ghosts are pretty innocuous yeah. in things that they do. Yeah. Uh, but there is one who, here, we'll learn, we'll learn about her. Oh, oh. Ooh, a lady. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> uh, the most exciting of these artifacts, uh, and why I actually chose this topic, Ooh. is uh, what's commonly called the chair of death. Okay. <laughs> okay. I love it. Mm -hmm. So deep in the bowels of the Balroy Mansion, <laughs> that was one of the things. That was one of the <laughs> Thing. Isn't that great? Scary. Ooh, yeah. You're in. Visual. Mm -hmm. Rests the second story drawing room. Okay. Decorated in the 18th century style. Uh, it is known as the blue room. Okay. Inside sits a 200-year-old blue chair. It's light blue with floral upholstery and looks extremely unassuming. In fact, it look, looks a little like grandma like cute cutesy yeah for, for my tastes but um and in it although it looks really cute mm -hmm. it has been said that whoever sits in the chair will die <gasps> shortly afterward oh no oh no is right oh god uh, so four people have reportedly perished after encountering the chair eventually george easby banned people from sitting in it the chair itself has a weird little history even without being haunted um so it's said to have been made by a warlock in the 18th century 
Don't know who found that out. A warlock in the 18th century? Yep. Uh Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. I feel like there weren't a lot of those around. Right. And this is maybe more substantiated, but... um, it was owned by Napoleon at one point. So this That's is the, the Napoleon chair. chair. Yep. Oh my God. Uh-huh. So how could this chair commit murder? You might ask. Uh, there are reports of a red mist that floats in and around the chair, which legend says is a spirit named Amelia. Uh, I've also read Amanda, Amanda, Amelia. I think Amelia is spookier. So I'll just say Amelia that. sounds more like old timey. Yeah. So we'll stick with we'll stick with Amelia. Okay. Uh, she also reportedly owned the wingback chair, so that makes oh, sense. Oh, it's a wingback chair. It too. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I'll show I you was a, not picturing a photo that. at the end. Yeah, no, it's super. Huh. Like, I don't know. I, I don't was know. picturing that chair right there. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! Uh, supposedly, the mist envelops the person who takes a seat, sucking their life force and causing their demise a few days later. George was well aware of the spirit and called her a loose cannon, (laughs) saying that she was not a mentally well spirit and to keep watch so as not to fall under her spell. She is the only malevolent presence in the home. Um, So that means she probably threw that pot too, that kettle. Um, So she is known to rip open doors and slam them, scaring those inside and compelling them to move towards the peaceful blue room where she can sit them in the chair and put them under her power. So the Chestnut Hill Historical Society corroborates actually three of the four reported murders. I mean, deaths. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure they wouldn't say murder because it was a ghost. Death. They're death. (laughs) So they are uh, Easby's housekeeper, who doesn't have a name on here, which is rude. Sad. Um, Catherine Scullin, woman. Scullin. I don't, I don't know her name. And Paul Kimmins. Uh, Paul Kimmins. I have some more stuff about. Oh, he was the curator at Bellroy. Oh, so so he knew that it was a haunted chair, and he sat in there anyway. Uh, maybe right. I think so. All right, all right, I feel all right, like it. All right, all right, all right. Dumb, but sure. <laughs> yeah. um, he was a friend of the Easbys and had worked at the mansion for several several years, never experiencing any paranormal activity. During a tour, Paul was escorting a medium, Judith Haynes, around the mansion. From her first steps into the home, she exclaimed, My God, I can't believe how many spirits are in this house. (laughs) Being the skeptic he was, Paul just continued on the tour until he, too, saw a mist hanging heavily all over the stairway. According to Judith, after the tour, Paul had called her to tell her that, that he had seen the ghost of Amelia in his back seat while he was driving home. No. Amelia then began to torment Paul, waking him in the middle of the night by <gasps> squeezing his arms. Oh. Floating. Both of his arms? Yeah, it says arms, so Ooh. yeah. Um, all three of them. I- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, floating above him while he lay in bed and following his every move, appearing at random times. Oh, I hate that so much. Yeah. Do we know anything about Amelia's, like, who she is, or, like, why, or what she looks like specifically, I guess? No. Nope. She's just a A a lady. A red miss. Yep. Terrifying. Uh, 
Um, he eventually, Paul became a shell of his former self oh. and fell ill. Oh, I feel bad for making fun of him. I know. Yeah. Oh, no, this is incredibly sad. Oh. Uh, eventually, they found him slumped over at work in the blue room in the chair. He died a couple days later. It's almost as if Amelia broke him down over the course of a few weeks, feeding off his life force until his soul could take no more. Oh my god. Yeah. I hate that. Isn't that messed up? Yes. It's super so scary. scary. Yeah. I hate it. And thanks, I hate it. R.I.P. Paul. <laughs> as we go on. <laughs> um, so George invited, because he was super into it, Invited many mediums to the home during his lifetime, yeah, um, including famed psychic Judith Richardson. Is Thir- this a different Judith? This is a different Judith. Wow. Yeah. Thirteen chairs were arranged in a semicircle for a seance in the blue room. <gasps> Ooh, those I in- love seances. <laughs> right? It is so spooky. Yeah. Uh, those in attendance were asked to sit with their feet flat on the floor, palms upwards. Yeah. The lights were put out, except for a small candle on the table in front of Richardson, who channeled multiple ghosts for almost three hours. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Richardson saw a vision of Amelia and sensed a disturbing presence in the cellar beneath the blue room. I didn't even picture this house having a basement. Years later, a different psychic advised the current owner of the house to quote sage the left corner of your basement immediately to cleanse the area of evil spirits but the new owners did not descend into the cellar to confront whatever or whoever might lurk there which i mean spooky but also i would not be able to do it i would have to get someone else to do it yeah but you would get it done but i would get it done. yeah you wouldn't just ignore it no 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 yeah Um, see this is when you don't ignore something when someone tells you to do something to get rid of something (laughs) even if you don't you don't do it yourself yeah you get it done yes jeez get it done get it done ghoul gals (laughs) ghoul gals get it done (laughs) that's the other one underneath what was it like (laughs) doesn't research enough or what (laughs) i could always use more research i I can't remember oh i love it um, so the current residents of Balleroy uh, love the history of the house Good. Um, and are respectful of the ghosts and the spirit now of George, who died in Aww. 2005. Oh, George. The couple's sons actually have grown up there um, and never showed any concern or fear about the house. Hmm. So that's nice. So um, what's your ass's calms down <laughs> amelia yeah. i mean I, I would assume they would get rid of the chair i don't know i don't know where this chair sits now i would lives. hope so where but... it um <laughs> who knows uh oh wow so they they like to throw a lot of parties especially around halloween which makes sense they have a haunted sure. house um one of the current owners says uh we inherited a house that's expected to have parties so we try to have parties as much as we can which sounds like a rich person thing to say. Yes. yes um, yeah. yeah uh, that would have been she, she preferred not to give her name. But mm-hmm. isn't that like a matter of public record, though? Like, right. You know? We could look it up. Yeah. I could find it if I yeah. wanted to. Um, they also inherited many of the artifacts from the home. 
uh, including books, photographs, oh. ephemera, and a Ouija board <gasps> they found in the attic, <clears throat> which is the very last thing they should be playing with. That is the worst place to find a Ouija board. Yeah. Except for maybe the solar. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so George passed away on December 11th of 2005 at mm. the age of 87. So he had a nice long oh, life. Oh, good for him. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. I love that. Yeah. That's the, that's it. That was scary. Very scary. <laughs> it was scarier than I thought it would be. Because like reading it yeah. is one thing, but reading it out loud really brings it to a new level. So yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Um. So I was picturing the family as the gang from Lois Sunny. <laughs> Do you want to hear who I was picturing everyone else? Yes, please. Okay. So Henrietta was D. Obviously. Dennis is the husband, okay. which is weird because they're twins, but... <laughs> <laughs> um. Mac is the boy who died, Stevie. Mm-hmm. Charlie is George. <laughs> and then um, Frank, Danny DeVito, is one of the mediums. Or Amelia. <laughs> oh, I love, or Amelia herself. <laughs> I love it. That's yeah. perfect. Thank you. That's exactly what I would want it to be. Thank you. Yeah. Um, do you want to see a picture of it? The chair? Yeah. Yes. I need to. I need thing. to know what to look out for Wrong when I'm on Facebook Marketplace oh in my Philadelphia. God. You don't need to worry because you would see it and probably be like, "No, not no. for me. Not for me." Would it be cute if it was reupholstered? Maybe because I also it wouldn't would do be, that. It would be. Yeah. It would be extremely. I like wing back chairs. Unfortunately. Oh, it just looks okay. Like a chair. It's very blue. It's Even very the wood blue. is blue. Yeah. I'm wondering if it's almost like white that kind of takes on the blue color. Maybe, yeah. Well, even that is weird for that time period. Yeah, and doesn't it, it just looks kind of like grandma-ish? Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's not like... It looks like it was a prop in like a Technicolor movie. <laughs> yeah. You know, where everything's uh-huh. kind of like a weird color. Yeah. And you're like, who chose this? Why would they choose yeah. this? Yeah. yeah, and they're the, the the dancer's shoes blend in with their pants. <laughs> exactly. That's the wood of this chair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. Cool. Um, cool, cool. We should go there. I've never really been like, oh, I want to go to Philadelphia. <laughs> but now I do want to. Yeah. So we can go to this house. You got a place to go. Well, drive past because I don't think it's open to the public, which I think is a shame. That sucks. Because you know that, that makes like, me so mad. George would be like, come on in. Let me yeah, show you Yeah, they're around. only pissing off the ghosts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Got to share the wealth, man. Ugh. But. Anyway, it's very interesting the different things that were similar yeah. between our stories um, because I think that there are some things that could be obvious in yeah. what we would choose, but that is not necessarily the topic. So right. Right. good luck, guys. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> uh, don't forget to email us at ghoulgals at gmail.com uh-huh. or reach out to us on social media um, with your ideas and if you're listening on spotify you can just answer the little q a yeah. which is you just have to scroll down when you're when you've clicked on the episode <laughs> mm-hmm. and then type it in Ooh. yeah so easy peasy yeah so we're always looking for inspiration so send us your one to two word theme ideas some examples from previous episodes are lamps feet and paintings wow wow uh email us at ghoulgals at gmail.com or find us on social media and don't forget you can help keep the nightlights on by supporting us through patreon 
The link is in the episode description. This is where we say, see you later, ghouls and boys. Bye. Bye. Cut this out so that people don't steal this idea. <laughs> okay, I won't. I mean, I will. <laughs> okay, I won't. Okay, I won't. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, this is tonight.